0: This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at AudibleTrial.com forward slash DJ X. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. <laughs> Welcome to this week's DJ Force X podcast. This is episode 74 and my special guest this week is the one, the only Des Fafara. Uh, he is the front man of Devil Driver and also Coal Chamber, um, who were a huge band back in the day, or my day I should say, my sort of late teens, early 20s. Um, yeah, this was a, a a great chat. We've been uh, basically Devil Driver out on a tour uh, in Europe in a in a couple of weeks. They're going to be hitting the big festivals, including Download and Hellfest and stuff like that, and we, uh, we touch on that. We also talk about the uh, current album they have out called Trust No One, uh, which is out now on Napalm Records, so do go check that out. It's a fantastic album. Um, yeah, we touch on multiple other things as well, so, you know, listen for the interview when it comes up shortly. Um, I just want to say thank you as well to um, everyone who downloaded the past couple of episodes. Uh, it's been noticed, and um, also people who are backing The Circuit movie, which I had Manu Interame uh, on a few weeks ago. Uh, it has reached its goal for the pilot, and it's looking for more, obviously, so they can fund further episodes as it goes forward. But the fantastic news is it's hit that mark. Um, but still, go go donate. Go to com and go to that Kickstarter. Also, that Pacific 201 movie we spoke about last week with uh, Eric Henry. Go throw some money at that as well because that looks fantastic go check out that's pacific201.com um so yeah thank you for that uh obviously still looking for rates reviews shares all that kind of stuff but you know the score on that with multiple podcasts people ask for the same thing so i'm not going to bore you for much longer this is des for enjoy
1: Right, I hear it. I
0: hear you. That's uh, all good. Uh, thank you for doing this, first and foremost. Um,
1: no problem. Thank you uh, for the support.
0: Yeah, no problem. It's an absolute pleasure to be honest with you. I've been a fan of yours for a while, so so. Uh, uh,
1: thank you very much. It's man. all good. So
0: um, yeah, let's just go into it. Um, yeah, welcome to my show. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I've got uh, Des from Devil Driver right here, and uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're going to chat about uh, a couple of uh, you got a European tour coming up couple of festivals uh, and your album as well so um yeah trust no one it came out last year uh via napalm that's right
1: yep absolutely uh,
0: yeah it's a killer album love it uh thank you very much a couple of standout tracks for me trust no one, the title track i love that one um
1: thank you very much
0: my night sky and uh for what it's worth was another one as well which is uh, Uh,
1: thank you very much we're hearing a lot of that but we're probably going to add for what it's worth in because we're hearing that so much that's uh, uh, uh a song i wrote about my wife and our our you know almost twenty year relationship and nice. so then that, that song's very personal to me so I appreciate you saying that. Awesome. Awesome.
0: No it's uh, yeah So thank you for writing it. It's good right on,
1: right on. I mean look we we worked very hard on that record uh, and it, it debuted uh, the highest debut we've had <laughs> here in the United States and debuted very high around the world. Um, we really took our time. We, we worked very, very, very diligently, and to, to hear it come out uh, as successful as it did, um, the critical acclaim was, you know, around the world was was fantastic, um, and it really created and inspired a new kind of feeling uh, within this band. And we kind of found a new way of writing as well uh, that we're going to now utilize in the future. That that really can, like shows us flaws in the songs as we're writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not to give away trade secrets, but we've just established this working relationship that's been absolutely fantastic. The relationship with Napalm is, is great. Um, and, you we know, we've been touring on the record quite significantly now. And, and I can't wait to come over and do these festivals because it's just, it's just time. Like we're playing My Night Sky live, uh, Daybreak live. Um, we're probably going to add for what it's worth by the time we get over there to, to do the festivals and it's going to be a fantastic summer.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, I'm with that. I mean, you're playing the, uh, a couple of the download festivals though. I think it was the one in France and one in the UK. Right?
1: Absolutely. And we're, I think we're one of the only bands to be allowed to play uh download Paris and Hellfest France. So I really, uh, appreciate the promoters for, for allowing that to happen. Yeah. I was going uh, to say,
0: playing both those i was gonna i was gonna i was gonna reference that. <laughs> yeah yeah you know, you know so. as,
1: a, as, a, as a band that's not really uh, proper that's not really allowed but i've got relationships long time relationships with with the people who run both those festivals obviously um and it's the only time we're going to be over there this year so i think you know i said hey look it's just important to us to get everywhere we can and we're allowed to play both those festivals so i'm extremely thankful
0: excellent excellent that's always good to hear that uh you know relationships can go further in that in this trade. Um, Whereas sometimes it's a, like you always get that kind of like, no, not this time, but next year. But you can't do that one. And um, right, having, right. I've got a bit of a past in the music industry myself. So I've kind of
1: battled <laughs> with that side of it as well. Right. Um, well, you know what? You know what? It is always like that, too. I mean, look, if you, if you come do download this year, you're probably not going to do it next year. That's just the way that it that is. But, but that's understandable. Uh, yeah. There's you know, certain markets you can come to every single year and do that kind of a thing. And others, you've got to wait it out. And, and I don't mind the wait out. It just makes it more exciting when we are coming.
0: Cool. Excellent, excellent. So, um, like I said, uh, prior to starting this uh, fan of yours, um, I saw back in the day, Cold Chamber, um, probably one of your early London shows, uh, The Astoria. Uh, I think it was like late 90s, 97, 98-ish. I oh, know, my late teens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, all uh, right. I think you are with yeah,
0: hum- I- Human Waste Project, I think. Oh,
1: yeah, Amy Echo. God, I love her. Yeah, it was, oh. a, it was a long while Fantastic. ago fantastic i remember that show that astoria show yeah um in actuality there, there was so much fog on the stage i crawled out on my belly to the front of the stage and just stood up out of nowhere and people didn't know where the fuck i came from yeah that's what kind of <laughs> sticks in
0: my head is just the the, the the stage show you guys had at that point was uh it was crazy for i mean it, i hadn't i wasn't a seasoned veteran of shows at that point but I not right seen anything right like that really <laughs> so it was uh, no, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. And then uh, I, I've actually seen you in Devil Driver as well. Uh, again in London, um, it was at the Underworld in Camden.
1: Oh, that was must have been one of our first shows. Yeah, it was. I think that was like middle
0: mid- – 07? 07, 07.
1: Okay, yeah, that no, that was more like maybe oh four. Man, we maybe. we maybe yeah, it was like one of our first shows over there. As a matter of fact, it was the, on the first record. Which must have been 2003, maybe four, yeah. and we didn't we didn't even have enough to do 40 minutes because we were just playing the you know I wasn't doing any cold chamber songs I was just doing Devil Driver tunes yeah. and when we ran out of tunes after 40 minutes people were chanting more and we're like we don't have more <laughs> but but we knew Ace of Spades by Motorhead and we played it <laughs> and, that, and what's funny is that kind of ended up staying in the set for the first record cycle because we didn't have more than 40 minutes to play so. Nice. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I enjoyed that show. I enjoyed that show. Excellent.
0: No, so uh, yeah, no. Like I said, I've, I've been following you guys for a while, and uh, I particularly liked uh, one of your previous. albums, pray for villains.
1: Oh, that, very that, cool.
0: I, that was on. That uh, was on Roadrunner, wasn't it? It was one of your. Th-
1: absolutely, yeah that, was, yeah. Um, yeah. that was. Yeah, that was Roadrunner.
0: But mm-hmm. I was a uh, I was a DJ in the UK at that point, and that the title track "Pray for Villains" was actually quite big in the clubs I played. Um, cool. As much as you know, it got like heavy rotation and you know prime time play and stuff like that. So cool,
1: love it, love it, man. So give my
0: kind of backstory on you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, man, I've always had a lot of support uh, in, in the UK, and and I've kind of always said it to everybody. I, I said if you if you can make it in uh, New York, LA, in the in UK, then you can play in you know Peoria. You know, you can yeah. play in uh, You can play in Ohio. You know, so uh early on uh, any band i was ever influenced by i mean uh, all came from the uk uh so you know i knew early on when we were going over with Coal Chamber, okay if we hit this market we hit it right you know chances are we'll we'll make a go of it and um it's been a it's been a, a pleasure of mine to actually call you know that territory uh, home for me. It just feels like home for me. When I come to the UK and do shows, there's so many people on my bus and so many people backstage. It just it just feels like a hometown show. So, you know, I, I thank everybody for that. And my gratitude definitely goes out in in, in, in numbers, you know, in great numbers for that.
0: Excellent. No, that's uh, always good to hear on that front that you uh, consider it a... A home territory which is always nice oh yeah I
1: mean, but, but let's face it there's nothing better than a fucking english breakfast and black tea oh,
0: that's very true <laughs> that's one thing i do miss over here i, I actually live in florida so
1: um, <laughs> okay I, yeah. i
0: moved away from that area but um yeah that's the one thing i do try and find like the english pub around here there is oh, one, like actually. like like it's
1: funny now my wife you know she'll always make tomatoes and beans with breakfast because it's just like i'll look down at my plate and just look at her and she knows there's beans in <laughs> it you know and uh you not you don't see that in the United States you know you go you know you you're, you're yeah. in Florida you you don't get beans for breakfast but no. uh that's that's a mainstay for me since you know 96 since I was coming over there excellent so yeah
0: so,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so so um obviously this tour you're hitting various uh european cities um which one is apart from london which we've already kind what what is your favorite sort of european city to play
1: ah uh, wow This is is difficult. Uh, It's it's also very different from America, and you know that living in Florida. So it could be anywhere. It could be you know Prague, and then all of a sudden Barcelona, uh, and all you know all of a sudden you know we're in Milan. Like I just I love that. The next morning I'm waking up, they're, they're, they're speaking another language yeah. and they're, and they're eating different food <laughs> and I traveled six hours. Like if I travel six hours right now, there's still going to be a waffle house and a Denny's, yep, you, know, like, you know? <laughs> so, so it's, it's, it's always amazing to me that like, you know, Oh, I woke up in Switzerland and now I'm in Italy and you know, now I'm in France and they're speaking another language. I, so I don't know. I, I can't really nail that down to favorite city. Okay. Uh, Anywhere and I and I've been saying this my whole career. Anywhere there's more than 50 people that are willing to, to bang their head is like a really good night, right? Yeah. And and I love from the smaller shows that are five to six hundred people to you know download that's seventy to a hundred thousand people. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's hard to nail down, and, and that's crazy too. I don't think anyone's ever asked me from Europe what's your favorite city in Europe. It'd just be very. <laughs> Very hard. I mean, last time we were in Moscow, I had a, such a great time. I got Devil Driver tattooed on my arm in, in Russian. So, you know, just to, I, I love to travel. I love to meet new people, new cultures, and I, that's a, a – uh, I guess that's a uh, that's a that's a, a caveat yeah. that comes along with me being a musician is that I get to go do those things that you know. Sometimes the travel gets to you, but other times you're traveling and you're wide-eyed and you're like, "Oh, I love this," you know. So yeah. it's it's a, it's been a great time. Awesome,
0: excellent. Um, so um, beyond beyond this forthcoming tour, um, are, are, are you planning any more Devil Driver? Uh, is there going to be like a like a sort of headline tour or support tour coming?
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming. I mean, we, we, we in May here, we go do Blackest of the Black with Danzig and Ministry and a bunch of killer bands. Um, and then in June, we come over to see you guys for festivals. In July, we have a one-off at Chicago Open Air with uh, you know Slipknot and yeah. Ozzy and Slayer. And we're on a great day there with Slayer uh, for that. In August, uh, the beginning of August, we go down to do all of South America. Uh, and then in the middle of August, we start an 11 week tour in the United States, which will probably be breaking for like two and a half, three weeks over Halloween. Okay. I don't miss, I don't miss Halloween at my house. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a bunch of dates in a row. It's, it's okay. Halloween. It's my wife's birthday. It's our anniversary, like all within a week. So okay. I never miss that. Um, I did that in my younger years and I don't miss that now. So yeah, yeah, we're starting an 11 week run in the fall time over here. And then in February, either in January, February, or February, March, we're getting ready to do uh, what what we've all talked about in the band is like the re-assault. On the UK and on Europe, on mainland Europe, which means we haven't really been coming over and doing the the long headline tours we should be doing, Mm -hmm. uh, either because other tours are happening here or we were in the studio at the time. And so next year is the year we've committed to come over twice to headline. Cool. uh, And, you know, once in the beginning of the year, once in the end of the year, and also come over for the end of the year August festival. So we'll be over there a great deal next year.
0: Awesome.
1: Excellent yeah
0: that's good to hear because i'm i'm i'll, I'll probably come to see you i'm actually moving back to england
1: <laughs> in a couple oh of cool cool yeah well so. i mean feel free man i mean look you got my skype number now too so just you know just yeah. hit me up on skype and tell me where you're at and I'll, I'll put you on the list and come up on the bus and you awesome. know that sounds I got, great. I, I, I usually got some good weed and you yeah. know i, I don't I don't, drink, I don't drink booze anymore so it's a byob situation yeah I, own, I don't drink either um yeah yeah good good for you man yeah. good for you yeah i stopped out a while ago but um yeah, definitely. You're more than welcome. Cool. And and we've got a lot, we've had a lot of touring doing to do. You know, we, we've yes. we've when we had our, our last band meeting, it was like, okay, what do we really need to do? It's like, well, we we need to pull an all-out assault on Europe for the next two years. So that's that's what we're setting up to do next year and the following year, cool. uh, based on this this new record that's coming out uh, next year. There's something that we're working on that's been kind of undercover, but not. Yeah. Um,
0: I was going to ask if it was uh, in in support of Trust No One still, or if there was something new coming out. No, no,
1: it is. Yeah, we we're going to be on Trust No One for two years, but we're we're kind of uh, putting something out in the midway that's between. I don't want to say between records because it's a full record, but it's uh, something just intense. It's it's something that's never been done before by a metal band. Uh, I've got at least twenty to twenty five A level Grammy award winning guests on the record um it's just it's two genres that have never been like kind of put together it's it's going to be fantastic and it's something that's extremely extremely different so we're looking forward to that and 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 we're going to be on the road during that because we're 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 still on the on the trust no one cycle right now
0: excellent excellent so um obviously with that you've got the next sort of couple of years planned out is there any future plans for Cold chamber or is that kind of put to rest now
1: well, I mean, look, we, we, we waited 13 years to get back together. We released Rivals. Yeah. Uh, Al Al from Ministry, a great friend of mine, guested on it. The, the thing came out strong. Um, the, the tours all over the world sold out. America was completely sold out. The festivals were incredible. Uh, all the shows through the U.K. were sold out. So, you know, I had just realized that over the course of the year with them that there was, uh, you know, there was some things within those members that still needed to be worked on, Uh, not, not relationship problems between them and me whatsoever. Some personal, personal issues between them that made me realize I'm not going to keep taking this on the road like this. I thought things would be fixed after 13 years, but maybe not. Uh Um, and these are things that they got to work on personal things that they have to work on. So my, my book is always open. I'm not going to close the book. I never, uh, and, and if they, they know my number, so if they if they choose to take those things uh, within themselves and work on themselves as human beings and grow up, for lack of a better word, <laughs> then like feel free to call me, you know. And here's the here's the bottom line: there's a lot of fans that waited 12 years to hear those songs. Yeah, my heart was broken for 12 years. I couldn't play the songs that made me. Um, and I in Devil Driver, I had refused, of course, to even. Play a Cole Chamber song. Uh, there was a time about a month ago when the phone rang. It was 11 o'clock at night. It was from a blocked caller. I happened to be home. My wife grabbed my phone. Uh, she handed it to me. I answered the phone. It was Glenn Danzig, who's a very close friend of mine. My first tour ever was with Glenn.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and he said, hey, is your wife there? And I, yeah, I put her on speakerphone. And I thought, okay, this is crazy. It's 11 at night. Glenn's calling me. He didn't even text me. <laughs> Puts her on the phone and says, Anastasia, I want, uh, I want Des to play Blackest of the Black with us in May. And I said, Cool, you know, uh, we have a management company as well. We handle the band. And, yeah. and she's like, Great, you know, no problem. I'll talk to the agent. We'll book it. What else, Glenn? It's like, I want him to stop running. And we both looked at each other like, I don't know where the fuck he's going with this. <laughs> and he said, Look, man, when I left the Misfits, uh, I didn't have enough songs to play. I played, I played uh, Sam Haynes songs. I played Misfit songs when I was in Danzig uh, Rob Zombie, when he left white zombie, played white zombie song. Like, why are you running from your past? And I want you to, uh, play blacks to the black. I want you to do some cold chamber song. So that led to a conversation with my band members said, Hey, there's at least five that for sure I would love to play. Can we do three of them? And instead of anybody, well, I don't know, or I don't know if that would fit with our style and all of that, the first thing out of my guitar player's mouth, Mike, with the long dreads, was, please tell me we can play Fiend. <laughs> so, so, you know, and I've wanted to hear those songs for years tight, yeah. because no matter, no matter, you know, we were, Chamber is a very loose band. I always wanted to hear those songs tight. I always wanted to hear those songs with two guitars, because in the beginning, Cold Chamber was going to start with two guitar players, mm-hmm. but that didn't end up happening. Um, and I've always wanted to hear them just, like I said, tight, two guitars, double bass, kick, Uh, And so we're going to probably in the fall time start rehearsing two or three Cold Chamber songs, and I'm going to stop being bummed out that I can't play my own tunes, and I'm just going to go out and start playing my own tunes. Now, that will do two things. There's a lot of Cold Chamber fans that don't come to Devil Driver shows. Yeah, There's a ton of Devil Driver fans that don't come to a Cold Chamber show. Yeah, It will unite people. At that point, people will be like, okay, if I want to hear Cold Chamber songs, I'm going to go see Devil Driver. And, you know, if I'm a cold chamber fan, I'm going to go see it. And, and also if you're a double driver fan, you're not going to run from that. Cause you're going to say like, I wonder what that sounds like. Like how can they do loco? Well, let me just give you an example. If you do loco with two guitars and double bass kick and it's tight as fuck, it's probably one of the heaviest songs you'll hear. Yeah. Like, and so we're, we're definitely, we're going to embark on that now. And it's a, it's a situation where I'm not sure if cold chamber will ever do anything again. Yeah. Uh, I just recently sent a text, you know, last week, to all the members, just saying something about business, like, "Hey, da da da, da we've got to do something," and you know, it takes, you know, we're all a unit here. It's going to take four people to say okay for you know one fucking thing to get done, <laughs> and I didn't, and I didn't hear from anybody.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like, okay, well, now that thing is not going to be done, and no one talked to each other. It's like there's just stuff that needs to be. Yeah. Uh, Needs to be worked out, and you know, look, I wish it was like personal shit between us, or I wish it was we don't get along and we need to get along, but it's not. It's shit that like you can't take people out on the road if you think you know they may die in the bunk from whatever they're doing in their personal life. So that's where I'm at, you know, and I'm not about to to give the the bad kid more money so he can go out and kill himself. And that's just where I'm at. That's just where I'm at with Colt Chamber. But they know where I'm at. They know my number. And if they called me at 3 in the morning uh, stuck on the side of the freeway, I'd fucking pick them up. And that's just that's, – that's my personality. I've never burnt yeah. a bridge, and I don't, I don't have any ill will on anybody. Well, mostly nobody. <laughs> you know. And so we'll see what happens in the future. But you've you got to imagine, right? You, you get in a band, and you come up, and you get gold records, and you go all over the world. And then now I'm not allowed to play those songs because the rest of the members don't have their shit together. Yeah. Well, I think that's why Dan's had called me that night. And said, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, when, Rob zombie, when Rob Zombie went out, like he did white zombie songs, right? And then he told me, and I did misfit songs, right? It's like, what the fuck are you not doing your own songs for? Yeah. And I looked at my wife that night as I rolled a fat joint and said, you know what? It's on. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with that. And, and and I'm letting everybody know, too. I've been saying it in press. Get ready. You yeah. know what I mean? Get get ready. And, and I, 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 you know, look the cold chamber fans that want to see cold chamber proper do cold chamber songs. Like, I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. So if you want to hear those songs, you best come out and just see double driver. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, cause it works. Like I say, you work with, uh, with, uh, Rob Zombie and things. And, uh, Max Cavalera is another prime example when he went off to do soul flight. <laughs> Off the oh, yeah, you
1: know, you know, and I think, I think Glenn brought that up too. Yeah. And if Glenn didn't bring that up, when Glenn got off the phone with us, we were up till 2 in the morning talking after that phone call, naming artists who, you know, played their past songs and didn't run from it. And then my wife kind of looked at me and went, yeah, wait a minute. Like, why haven't you played Cold Chamber songs other than with Cold Chamber? My thing was this. If it was going to get back together in two years, five years, or 15 years, which it took 13 – I didn't want to ruin it for people. I wanted to make them wait. And when we came back, it would be something special. Yeah. Now that I, now that I realize, like some of the shows were fucked up because people weren't on their game. There's no reason to give people a half hearted, half hearted reunion. No. And if the half hearted reunion is to continue, like what's that going to be like in a year? That's just going to be a complete mess. Uh, you know, with, with, with people leaving in stretchers on the way to rehab or, or because there's fights breaking out. So you get, look, man, if you're a band member and you're listening to this or, or reading this transcript, (laughs) you got to get along. Yeah. You have to get along. You have to have fun or everything on the record is going to be transparent. People are going to feel it. And especially live because I'm the guy who's backstage. I know when bands hate each other. And then I go out and I watch them live and I'm like, it's obvious you hate each other. Yeah. You didn't even look at each other for the last hour and you're playing something as beautiful as music. So that's never going to happen. And if, you know, in my life, it, you know, like it just happened with Devil Driver. You know, we hadn't had a member change in almost 12 years. And I was at home. I made a phone call to my ex drummer. I said, look, we got one, one more show with Slipknot and then. Three more shows in Europe, in uh, Australia. I said, we haven't gotten along in 10 years. We fight on every record. We fight after every show. I said, this is ridiculous. I love you like a brother. We can't play music anymore. And he was like, you're right. And we did the rest of the tours, had a great time. We ate lunch together at the airports. It was fantastic. And we parted ways. And now the vibe in the band is absolutely a pleasure. I mean, like, when I come to rehearsal, I come home, I'm smiling so hard, my face hurts nice yeah and so that that's the lesson to be learned if you're a band member or if you're in a band or you're in this industry you got to get along with people or it's going to show through and don't do it and if you don't get along don't go make music because music is supposed to be beautiful like that means you're just forcing music and to force something as beautiful as music it's like forcing sex on something you know you don't want that you want every party to be involved so there you go Yeah. yeah
0: awesome awesome advice there Thank you. Um, so I've got a couple of questions left. I've got some fan questions, which I sure. managed to wrangle out of some people. Um, so uh, at the moment, uh, what bands or albums are really uh, firing you up?
1: Uh, right now. You know what? Like, like um, I really like this band, Black Tusk. I think they're killer.
0: Nice, yes.
1: Uh, I really, I think they're killer. Um, you know... <sighs> I've been listening to such other crazy stuff as well. Like there's some new punk rock bands that have been coming out. Um, You know, I listen to a lot of other, other stuff that people don't listen to as well. You know, like, like guys like excision. I mean, he's basically, he's basically the punk rock, heavy metal of drum and bass stuff. And like, we're real good friends with him. We just went to his show and like, you know, everybody's banging their head and his shirts say headbanger. Yeah. And there's 3000 people banging their head and it's not metal. It's like, that's awesome to see. Yeah. So no, my, um, um, my other radio
0: show apart from this one is actually a, um, crossover show of electronic dance music and metal. I, okay. I like a, a club mix, if you will. Okay. Um, of an hour long of mixing up these songs. So bands that have either got electronic parts to them or have been remixed or stuff I've like remixed on the fly. Um, and Excision is one of those artists that kind of molds into that. And yeah, I know he's very much into that. that
1: absolutely. Well. And he's absolutely, he's such a good friend of the Fafaras. It's like, I took my wife and all my kids. He's put us on the list several times. He's always the most polite, nice guy. His show is fucking incredible, but yeah, yeah like, so I listen to everything, man. And like to, to sit here and name, like, you know, the, the 10 bands that I've just been picked <laughs> up on. It's hard. Cause I, I probably hear three or four bands a week that I like. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing with me. Like, uh, it's it's kind of a running joke over here because I don't watch TV a lot. My wife will be like, "Hey, are we gonna watch TV tonight?" And I'm like, "Why?" And it's like it's just a running joke. Like, let's just listen to music. Like, let's sit and and let's put on Bauhaus. Yeah. Like let let's let's sit and put on fucking you know Ride the Lightning or you know or she's constantly turning me on to new bands. You know, Devil Makes Three, Amigo Amigo the Devil. Uh, you know, um, just so many different bands. So yeah I mean I, lo- I love music in general uh i I've, I've, I've probably said this a million times in, in interviews but like I have no room for purists like whatsoever like my my like happiest day is when I see the black metal kid at the store and his leather pants that he's been wearing his black metal makeup and his hair down to his ass and his you know his bullet belt and he's wearing a Johnny cash shirt I'm like okay i'm I'm happy <laughs> you know like you know so I got no room for for the purists and I and and I think that's, that's part and parcel what's made Devil Driver so different is we are all uh, big music fans. I mean, Mike, my guitar player, massive industrial metal fan. Uh, you'll catch me listening to everything from, you know, Black Flag to Billie Holiday. You know, it, it, I love all music to Black Sabbath, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I had a piece of advice given to me many years ago. I, met, um, I was fortunate enough to meet Grandmaster Flash. Ooh, um, wow. And, uh, yeah, he just simply said, like, because I was like, I, I'm a DJ. I've been a DJ for a long time. But um, I was sort of, you know, you ask him, he's one of the legendary, you ask him, what advice do you have? And he just said, try everything, like music, just try every genre. Because at that point, I was kind of into my metal. I was into my kind of dance music, but that was yeah. – generally that you know apart from a few bits of like classic rock that my dad sort of bought into my life but um right yeah no it was just one of those things. and then from then i just sort of i was buying records i was buying cds you know i mean it
1: goes with that you know i mean they 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 asked motorhead they asked Lemmy from motorhead you know it's like what kind of music do you look like and he said good music yeah <laughs> it's like it was so perfect it's like oh my god the perfect answer by by you know the god of rock and roll and you know damn well he's not you know going in i mean i was on his bus he was he wasn't always listening to metal like he loved blues he loved all sorts of classic rock stuff like he loved all sorts of shit so i think yeah you got to be open-minded um and 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 look as some of that stuff turns turns people off you know Uh, there's people in the metal community it's like i only listen to metal it's like okay, cool, man. Oh, you're so cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you, you're totally missed out on like 500 genres and, you know, probably another thousand artists that would change your world, man. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I'm a big proponent of, Hey, open your mind and, and, and pour music into it. Of yeah. all. Yeah. yeah,
0: definitely. Definitely. So up, up, away from music, what, what are your hobbies? She's just scooting away from that.
1: Yeah, right. Well, um, you know, I mean, I run – obviously, I run two bands. I I have a a management company called the Oracle Management that uh, we just actually folded another manager in yesterday with all his bands, and and Black Tusk is one of them. Uh, uh, We have a surfwear company called Sun Cult, and you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, We're getting ready to launch. We have surfboards and wax and apparel, and our tag is Worship the Sun. And we we're launching that uh, at the middle of May, middle to end of May. The website is almost done. The boards were all complete and fantastic. I grew up surfing. So I kind of grew up on, you know, I was the kid in the the car listening to punk rock smoking a joint before I went surfing in the morning. You know, that that's my youth. Um, So we do we we have that going on. I mean, I'm also a Freemason, so I have, you know, I have lodge duties uh, and and I have lodge to go to that. You know, my life is busy when I'm home. And then when I'm on the road, obviously, I'm on the computer. I'm on the phone constantly because I'm I'm running all these different businesses. But um, I think that the song Sail, you know, we did Sail because it was blaming on my ADD, was, <laughs> was the chorus. And it's why I did it because I suffer from yeah. ADD, ADD, ADHD my whole life. My parents had me on Ritalin when I was a kid. So I can I can multitask like no other. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you know i also me and my wife both paint she's a magnificent artist uh uh, much better than me but i paint she paints uh we both we both sculpt uh we both write a lot of people don't know that but since our uh since our inception dating together almost almost 20 years ago she's been my writing partner for every record i've ever done cool that's kind of a the thing we just keep sacred to ourselves. It's yeah. not like it's. It's not like it's written on the record. But I mean, much like John John Cash and 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 uh, and his and June Carter Cash wrote together. I mean, she wrote Ring of Fire for him. Yeah. Uh, Anastasia has written some of my biggest songs, and it's just a little people don't know that about us. So when we're home, we're always writing. I mean, like right now, I'm looking at my wife, and she's on the computer writing. Nice. We. You know, once we heard that that, that June and, and, and Johnny Cash wrote together and she wrote Ring of Fire, it was like we started writing together. And uh, a good friend of mine that used to be a tour manager, who was, was is a manager of Dolly Parton, helped bring her whole career back, said that she gets up every morning, writes a song, first thing, that's all she does. So about 10 years ago, we started doing that. And yeah. we, we wake up every morning, we write a song, and now we've got so many books compiled, we're actually thinking about just releasing the books of lyrics uh, by her and I. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that in the future. Awesome.
0: That sounds absolutely brilliant. Having that partnership yeah. and obviously lasting that long as well. is just, you know, these days, not many people last that long. So
1: no, I think, you know, it's unheard of, but I think that the, the, the goes to say that, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I stutter when I even say it, I mean, I, I'm definitely the most private person in heavy metal. I, I, yeah. I'd probably make Ozzy look outgoing. (laughs) So, you know, and and I think that really part and parcel to that, that really helps the relationship a lot too. You know, I'm not not that egotistical, you know, singer running around out at, you know, strip clubs, making it rain with dollar bills and shit like that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm at 10 years myself with my wife,
1: so. Yeah, there you go. And And there's something to be said for that. Like, and I even say it like, uh, there's guys around me that'll be working for me. That'll be married. And I, I see them, you know, I see anything that may go down and I'm like, man, you, you know, if you're not loyal to that, you're not going to be loyal to me. Yeah. So, uh, uh, let's part ways. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So I've got a couple of fan questions for you now. Um, and then we'll, we can, uh, sort of finish up on that. Um, sure. so the first one is from, uh, Ross Davison. Uh, he's from the UK. Uh, he was asking uh, if you have or will ever do an acoustic of another light, another night in London.
1: Wow. God, I, you know what I imagine because it's because of the lyrics, because it's like, you know, underneath dark skies, cobblestone streets, kind of like lyrics Mm -hmm. really does explain like what London is to me. Like it's at any moment, like things could pop off on a good Friday night. It's, I love that fucking city, you know, <laughs> I mean, I've been in black cabs running around that city at four thirty-five in the morning when the sun is coming up and I've had to meet, you know, Ozzy to do interviews and I'm hungover puking out the black cab and, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I love that city. So, um, you know, I don't know, I don't rule anything out, but that's a great idea. I mean, if it was done right yeah, and done almost like what the Eagles would do with that song, you could make that song a fucking hit. Yeah. You know, and there's a there's a classical band that did covers of Devil Driver and they did that tune. Uh, and it was phenomenal, like phenomenal. So, I mean, who knows? I, I don't rule anything out. Awesome. Awesome. Now, however, acoustic at the moment is out for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool.
0: uh, I got one from uh, a guy called Francisco. He's based out here in Tampa. Um, was the one place you've always wanted to play, but you haven't
1: yet? That just happened to me a year or two ago, and that was Japan. Okay. Uh, I love that country dearly. I want to get back, like, yearly if I can. It's a fantastic culture. Uh, The food, the culture, the people are amazing. I have a great story. I went to uh, the Kyoto Castle there, and I left $90 in a ticket machine somebody found it and spent an hour looking for me inside the castle just to give it to me and bow to me. Wow. So that would never happen in L.A. Nope. People would be like, cool, lunch is on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's a fantastic culture. But look, there's all sorts of places that I haven't been. I haven't been to Egypt. I like to go there once things settle down yep. uh, over there. I'd love to go to the Middle East uh, when things settle down. Haven't been to Israel. Would love to get there once things kind of settle down. Uh, I had a great time in Russia. I mean, in Moscow, I got double driver tattooed on my arm in Russian, so I had a great time uh, there. I'd like to get back there once things settle down. Uh, But there's – the tension right now between everybody is just crazy. Um, China, love to go to China. uh, But again, like to do that once the tensions and everything settles down over there. I mean – no one knows if you know North Korea or South Korea or whatever is going to pop off a bomb. It's craziness. Yeah, so, no,
0: it's craziness right now. No.
1: It's just craziness, man. And and uh, I don't know. I want people to just get the feeling that we're all humans on this earth. We don't have to be all divided. But you know, now we even got a president that wants to put up walls, and it's just this fucking. It's a craziness, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's 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 always places I want to go. Like I mean, on vacation, I want to get to Bali, Fiji. I keep telling my wife, like, I don't smoke cigarettes, but if I ever tell her I'm going out for a pack of smokes, that just means, like, meet me in Fiji in a week, I'm done. It's, it's kind of my code word, and she yeah. and she's ready for it anytime I want. Like, okay, I'll, you know, I'm going out for a pack of smokes. She'll immediately start packing and know that I'm, I'm I'm out of here to, you know, spearfish for the rest of my life and forget about fucking the phone and music and all this other shit, you know, so. Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, i got one more uh, from Stephen Moore. He's from the UK as well. Uh, he wants to ask me to ask you if you are still into black metal.
1: Yeah, love black metal. I found it, you know, obviously in its uh inception. Uh and Phil and was a huge uh proponent of that. Uh turned me on to all of that way back, way back in the day. Um and then I ended up singing on Viking Crown Record with Philip uh at his house. And so yeah, definitely love it. Um not so much the later coming bands uh as much as like say venom and uh you know i i think emperor is just fantastic and immortal so yeah i mean i can go on for days about that genre awesome. um, but how, however at the later bands that were coming in I, I i didn't i didn't fall for it so okay
0: cool yeah uh so finally uh where's the best place to reach out to you guys um at band and yourself
1: yeah, well, you can you can hit us. Uh, you can hit me on Instagram at Des Rufara. You can hit me on Twitter at Des Rufara. I tend to get back to everybody. I post regularly, and the social media is great for me, man. Because, like I said, I'm so incredibly private. It gives me an outlet to talk to people. It's why I. I I don't mind doing interviews and I don't mind getting on social media because if I don't do those three things, you're never going to hear from me. (laughs) So, you know, uh, yeah, so you can hit me up anytime you want. And and the band, man, you can go to, you know, Devil Driver has an Instagram you can go to and follow. We've got a Twitter you can follow. We've got a Facebook you can follow. Uh, You can follow the Oracle Management uh, on Instagram and you can get a lot of information there of stuff that I'm doing on the side as well. Uh, So, you know. you can can definitely stay in touch with me
0: awesome awesome well thank you for that uh and have a fantastic rest of your day man thank you
1: you too man take care bro
0: bye bye